Your instructor is one of the finest pilots this program has ever produced. His exploits are legendary. What he has to teach you may very well mean the difference between life and death. Your reputation precedes you. I have to admit, I wasn't expecting an invitation back. They're called orders, Maverick. Hey, this is Nate Hammond for Tonic Pop, and uh, we've got the the uh, Lounge Room podcast happening this evening, and with us for another episode of Movie Bros is Luke, never puke, Ormsby. <laughs> Welcome, Luke. Thank you. <laughs> I'm um, trying not to puke. Yeah. Well, we just had a, uh, a massive um, hour of racquetball, and we didn't puke then. Um, and so, if you didn't puke then, we're good I to think go. we're good to go. Yeah. Uh, so, tonight we are actually talking a little bit about... We, we ha- heard some disappointing news. We have been very much looking forward to Maverick coming out mm. soon, being released at the movies. But once again, it has been pushed back so luke's going to talk to us a little bit about that but maverick um just to set the scene uh, maverick for those who aren't in the know is the sequel the long long awaited sequel something like 36 years because what well, 86 yeah. was when it came out right top gun came out in 86 it's also 34 years rather so yeah. the 34th anniversary of top gun we are finally getting a sequel although it will be the 35th anniversary by the time it comes out next year yeah um so top gun if you remember starring um tom cruise and val kilmer and actually a few people that uh, yeah yeah i I forgot that you know some of the actors that were in it kelly mcginnis of course yep um who else was anthony edwards anthony edwards tom skerritt yeah tom skerritt meg moran tim robbins Robbins was in it too yeah yeah. so uh michael ironside so there was quite a few 
yeah. actors that's that if not making their debut were sort of fresh faced at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and have gone on to do great things. I don't know if all of the cast are coming back. I don't think they are. Some of them, no, no. Doesn't, so the two main, the two main protagonists, um, although you could call them antagonists at different stages <laughs> until they reached their apex, I guess, and then became pally. Uh, but they're returning: Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer. Yes. Uh, Kelly McGillis is not returning. No, looks like she's kind of been replaced by Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Okay. Well, her the love interest. I right. Guess. Yeah. Right. So Jennifer Connelly should be like nearing 50. She'd be like in her late 40s, I think. She's probably about 48. Yeah, I think. Yeah, um, something like that. Okay, and Tom Cruise, he's... What is She's he 49. Now? She's 49. Yeah. What's Tom Cruise now? Probably about 52 to 55, I'm going to say, in that range. He's actually older than you think. What? How he's old? 58. 58. Okay. Yeah. So if Jennifer Connelly is a love interest at 49 and Tom Cruise is 58, actually that's that's quite a small gap by Hollywood standards. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Especially the previous. All right. Uh, the gap is closing. I think it's the opposite too because I think Kelly McGillis was a little bit older than she Tom was, Cruise originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Kelly McGillis didn't even get invited to come back. Um, <laughs> I don't think un- so. Unfortunately. Yeah. What have we got to excite us about Maverick? What are, what are we looking forward to? What, what also, do we know? There's a yeah. few more people like um, Miles Teller is in it. Um, oh, okay. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I heard the new additions. Yeah. John so Miles Hamm. Teller. John Hamm's in it. Uh, can I say I don't... I am still haven't warmed to Miles Teller. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say John Hamm. <laughs> no, no. John Hamm's fine. No, no. He's great. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I'm totally um, into that dude. I... Yeah. Are you the same? I'm the same. I, I don't know what it I, is. I... You know, I actually... At first, I didn't see what all the big Plus. deal was about, all the yeah. fuss was about. And then I kind of started to like him. Mm. Um, like what did you Whiplash like him on? And stuff like that. In Whiplash, I was, yeah. I really so, liked his performance in that. It was great in Whiplash, yeah. But I think, um, you know, um, oh, his name is... He put me off in Fantastic Four. It's Fantastic, just, yeah. I think that the couple of movies after that, I was mm. kind of like, nah, I'm back to... I'm not sure about yeah, it. right. <laughs> okay, hopefully pull something out of the hat for this yeah. one. Um, yeah, and John Hamm, Ed Harris... Uh, uh, if if he's playing a similar role to what Tom Cruise was originally, Miles Teller, that is, I can see him sort of fitting in that yeah. obnoxious, you know, prideful. I would assume that that's the kind of yeah, role yeah. he's he, he would to fit play. One role. of the students, because yep. it I seems like um, Tom Cruise is a is teaching, an instructor. Yeah, instructor yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Cool. What else do we know about it? Um, well, he was the. They kind of give you a little bit like he's. Um, I can't remember who it is in the trailer, Ed Harris or someone asks, like, kind of says, like, you should have been to this level by now, or you should have been like a, you know, such and such and such now in the Air Force now, but you're still, still an instructor kind of thing. And, hey son, um, my son's just walking into the house. <laughs> I'm trying to tell him to go upstairs and he's not taking the hint. Hey son, did you have a good game? Yeah? How'd you go? Thumbs up. There we go. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so... I guess we don't know whether it's because he's still got a little bit of that maverick kind of attitude that he had um, originally or whether it's just, I think it's probably more likely just because he loves to fly and he loves to be in right. that. So he hasn't matured to the level that we would expect him to the Well, four, I'm not sure if it's that. Well, yeah, I guess so. We're going to find out, but yeah, yeah, that's what it seems like from the previews. But it seems like um, I think his love is just flying. And right. so that's part of the reason he hasn't, you know, taken those like uh, 
like a higher position or, or gone right, for right. anything like that because that would mean a step away from being a, a pilot. So there are high hopes for Maverick. Um, I mean, the, because and and the, there's also trepidation because it is one of it's based on a very nostalgic movie. Yeah, uh, a movie that really you, you know evokes those feelings of nostalgia. It's a classic movie. It, it is, and I think there have been some uh, at the, like Bill and Ted of course we know came out last week or the week before um, and that comes was out another, this week here and it comes out this week here yeah okay cool on the 10th oh excellent excellent yeah <laughs> um, okay so so that's and and that is getting good reviews yeah right? I, it's getting decent reviews the initial reviews on uh, I think on Rotten Tomatoes were pretty good yeah um, um, I haven't checked what the score is now but I know at first it was it was more than I expected. Yeah, me too. I think it was me like too. in the seventies or eighties or something. Yeah, so that's yeah. surprising. So that's good. So there's a there's a there's a, a wipe of the brow there. Yeah. Um, uh, a similar kind of thing. Very nostalgic. It's been a huge gap between I the last know, movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. And I was going to say something else um, that is using this sort of nostalgic trip to, um, I guess, to pull in the the audience is Karate Kid. Have you seen Cobra Kai? I, I have started it, yeah. 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 So that, it only gets better, man. Obviously, it? it started on a low budget, it seems, and then Netflix brought yeah, it out. Yeah, okay. And man, yeah, it gets it gets better, and, and some of the fight scenes are actually really incredible yeah. and well and, <laughs> and really well filmed. And it, it's not a spoiler to say that, like, the big fight finale is just it's originally, shot so, so immaculately. Yeah. It's... it's untouchable it's 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 a beautifully shot scene yeah like, right um, and i can't say any more than that because <laughs> there's a major spoiler in it but it's it's super cool i'm pretty excited to keep watching that one oh. I, I like the start of it and and again nostalgia it's yeah, just yeah. you know and to have the same two guys come back is pretty cool and uh, yeah yeah so and yeah. and um and what was i going to say the uh it's unfortunate mr miyagi has passed away yes um but uh, and that's not a spoiler, by the way, because he passed away in real yeah. life. So, uh, but it's uh, the bummer is like Top Gun, like Maverick being pushed back. I think there's no more Cobra Kai until next year either. Uh, yep. Of course, this bloody COVID, we're not shaking it as quickly as we'd like to, no. and so it's just pushing a lot of things back. And so, if you are watching, if you are starting on Cobra Kai, don't binge it. Maybe watch it slowly because there's some time between. <laughs> I'm already frustrated. That waiting I've got to end of season two, and there's and I, I've got to wait till 2021. I'm yeah, so, so brushed off. Two seasons at the moment. Yeah, it's just two yeah. seasons, and season three doesn't come out till 2021, and it's a uh, it's a real cliffhanger. And so you just, I'm just ah. So don't watch the last episode of season well, two. Is that we say? <laughs> I'm just saying, take your time. Take your time, like we used to in the good old days. We used to watch one a week. Um, I don't know if you can can do that anymore it's hard, like, eh? it's, hard. Yeah. it's very very hard um yeah it's always like just one more just one more. <laughs> just, one, just more. one more yeah i just watched that i'll just watch the start of the where, next um, episode yeah i watched the simpsons episode where he's watching stranger things without marge like he told him don't watch it without me and then he started watching it and he couldn't stop um yeah. anyway so so we're hoping that this this nostalgic nostalgia trip will be um will be worthy a worthy one yes uh, because there have been other like we said Karate Kid and, and Bill and Ted and I'm sure we can probably think of a few other ones um, that have hit the mark recently 
And so let's hope that Maverick can do the same. Just a trip back in time to the original um, Top Gun. It did star Tom Cruise. He was still fresh-faced then. He was still fairly new to the screen. And Val Kilmer was as well. And he initially didn't... Um, Val Kilmer didn't actually want to be in the movie, but he was uh, contractually obliged um, to the studio. So he was forced into it. Um, and then he says afterwards that he, he was glad that he was forced into it yeah. because he actually really enjoyed it and it was a massive film it was a it was a huge it was a blockbuster uh, really expensive uh, CGI back then so of course using real planes to do all the yeah. um, all the flights and, I know um, that I think Tom Cruise threw up in his first really um, flight yeah, that, yeah flight I can imagine when he hit the I can imagine yeah certain G level. I mean I mean the <laughs> amount of fuel that you'd pay just for oh yeah you know an hour of flight um, they're paying like up to eight grand oh, an planes, hour yeah. yeah so uh, very very expensive and because of that expense uh, I, I believe it was three times I can quickly check my stat my um, facts here yeah it was three times that Tony Scott who was the director um, who we kind of it, it's a shame that we know him as Ridley not a shame but we know him as Ridley Scott's brother uh, yeah. uh, Ridley Scott being the the more famous of the two but Tony Scott in his own right was um, yeah, fantastic he had a lot of great movies uh, rest in peace. He jumped off a bridge a few years ago, around 2010 right, yeah. or 12, somewhere in the early 2010s. Um, he committed suicide, um, but he actually got fired three times from the project for running over budget. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it made it all back. Um, wow! Thank goodness. Uh, Tom Cruise had to wear. Um, he, we know he's not. He's not a very tall person, and. Yep. Uh, Kelly McGillis is, was taller than him, yeah. but they couldn't have that, so they put some lifts in his shoes to make him make him as tall or a little bit taller than Kelly, which Not was surprising. pretty cool. Yeah, um, probably some good good angle shots too to make it look. <laughs> and and it, yeah, yeah, of course, like you know, Hobbit like shots the way yeah. they film the um, or they film Gandalf rather. And uh, I think the last thing I want to say on on Top Gun on the original one is. Its soundtrack was um, ah, yeah. amazing. Um, you know, it was a fantastic. It went nine times platinum. Um, nine times. And yeah, and it had five consecutive weeks on the Billboard um, charts at number one. So it was a huge, wow. huge soundtrack. Um, Kenny Loggins, yeah. of course. Highway to yeah, Danger Zone, um, Cheap Trick, uh, Miami mm. Sound Machine. So um, yeah, it was a, it was a phenomenal album worth revisiting if you haven't for a while. Yeah. It will take your breath away. Right. So um, the um, apparently the. Tom Cruise's involvement in the new movie was predicated on the condition that real aircraft be used in the aerial sequences and not CGI. Okay. Hmm. So, I guess sticking with that, you know, right. he does wow. like to use a lot of practical stuff. Well, that Tom Cruise, yeah, yeah. And we're going to talk about Tom Cruise more in depth soon. About, yeah, and but he's definitely a very physical actor. Yeah. And he's, he's his own stuntman. Yeah, so um, 
So apparently that was, white that was part of the deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Which is, I, I think is pretty cool. I mean, it definitely adds to the, just the believability and the tension mm. of the film and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Which yeah, you've gotten the original. So there's be, been a little bit of that lately. Yeah. I mean, um, we just saw Moving Tenet towards the other practical day. And, effects, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Christopher Nolan refused to use CGI. Mm. Um, that's incredible when you look at some of the stuff in that movie. Oh my gosh. And yeah, the fact that they haven't that. used CGI. Yeah. Um, we, we better not get yeah. too started on that yeah, too much. But um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was, that, 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 that's hole. a movie I really want to discuss in depth actually. Cause it's, it's, yeah. it's, sort of bamboozling and confusing and I'm unsure of how good it is but I know it's I know it's really good but I also yeah. think it's not it's really weird it's a real sort of mixed emotional emotions and a real jumble of emotions in my head when I think about it and I want to watch it again have you watched it again I haven't I've watched parts of it okay um I think you have to watch it again to know if it really is yeah, a good movie or not. I with the parts I've seen again, I'm just more, even more blown away by how he has just worked it all out in his head. Yeah, right. And how, like, how he's filmed stuff is just mind-boggling. And that's what I was impressed stuff. with, no matter what. Yeah. Like there were so many things to be impressed with. We said we weren't going to start on it, but you, know, you can't. Start. <laughs> I I the, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah, the movie. The, the visual effects, the cinematography, the action sequences, the the sound. Um, it's breathtaking. So, sorry, who, it wasn't Hans Zimmer this time. Who was it? Uh, it was. Um, oh, we said in there. Yeah, uh, he did an amazing job. Um, it had that that and, deep and had a similar sound too. To like, like if you look at Interstellar. Yeah. And mm. and his other movies, like you could. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you can see he was, he he was he was trying to go for a, I guess, in line with the Christopher Nolan the movies. Yeah, yeah, but had his own kind of take and yeah, it had a little yeah. bit more kind of upbeat in it as well i think I, you're right i don't know but it was it was perfect it really was i think, I think you're right and and the only he likes to build tension with the music he does and and so, tension, and, and, yeah. and it built incredible tension you, and i think for me the the downfalls were and again i have to watch it again to really know where i stand on this but he it's, tends to put characters last so and even dialogue a little bit like, like is sort of under the score so you know how I, when we came out, I was like, it's kind of hard to listen, and most of our crowd were like, yeah, it was kind of hard to hear some of the dialogue. Yeah, I think he does that on purpose. I think he did do that on purpose, yeah. especially in this movie. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, I think it was part of the whole atmosphere. Right. Yeah. He wanted you to. He wanted you to. Have he to wanted strain. you to really pay attention. Yeah. And yeah, really, yeah. just be like on the edge of your seat, listening to every little bit that you could get right out of the movie. It forces you to get more out of it, I think, when it doesn't come easy. Yeah. I know there was an experiment at a uni once where a professor put up something in, it's like a, it was like an aerial font or whatever, and and he, uh, asked, yeah. he asked one class to try and memorize what they could, and then he did it in a for another class in a different font, and the like a, a font that you're not generally used to. Um, yeah. That's not common. Uh, I don't know what it was, um, and the class that had to that were um asked to memorize as much as they could from the font that wasn't familiar actually um were able to recall more of um oh, the really? text than those that had the familiar font yeah wow and i think something similar is going on here perhaps because he does think hard about how he approaches things old nolan so yeah we're not talking nolan today well i told you um it was ludwig yeah. goranson as well that's just, it uh, yeah, yeah. That's and it. he did like that's black it. panther and creed and yeah yeah i think so. oh, and black panther was a great soundtrack yeah. as well 
Iron Creed, damn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, I guess that's um, all we can say on uh, that's tenant, no, no, Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, on Tenet. <laughs> it's not a, this is not the Tenet hour. Um, it could be, though, if we, if we really get rolling. We keep going on. Uh, but, no, this is about Top Gun, the movie that actually caused a 40% jump in Ray-Ban sales when it premiered. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, thanks to Tom Cruise looking so damned cool in it. And I expect <laughs> that when Maverick comes out, whatever glasses they're wearing, probably aviators again or... Probably be um, similar kind of, yeah. I, I imagine. Um, or some sort of wraparounds or might yeah. be, uh, what were those ones that used to cut the blockers, those, the blue blockers? Blue blockers. Maybe they'll bring out some blue blockers <laughs> right. or something like that. Or some style of some Brett the Hitman heart wraparounds or something. Um, <laughs> but I think ex- they all wore aviators too, didn't they? Yeah, the, yeah. Like yeah. I think Iceman yeah, wore them. That's why it was so cool. And, yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was like the official sunglass of, uh, sunglasses of... Um, I wonder if Matrix did the same thing when they came out when um you know with their non air holding the yeah. without the whatever you call them the Morpheus wall the Morpheus wall yeah. yeah probably the nose, not the nose uh, yeah, yeah I don't know how he kept it on. I don't know how he kept them on his face to be honest <laughs> I think that was not quite practical bit more of a gimmick yeah it was yeah. a gimmick um but no let's let's go to so we've we've uh, introduced the topic today um in a way in a roundabout way uh we wanted to talk more about maverick we'll talk about maverick more when the due date nears when we're closer to it actually have being we actually released. said what the date is yeah oh no i don't think it's we have we, we told you that we <laughs> had come all prepared to talk about an uh, a movie that was you know a foot in the door of the theaters the end of the year, yeah yep but unfortunately, it's been pushed back again to first of July two thousand twenty-one. First of July two thousand twenty-one. Mm-hmm. So I've got to wait till my birthday next year. Yeah, I think the last date was supposed Gosh, to be Boxing Day. Dang and it. Part of it's probably just trying to get it back into the because uh, it was kind of in a summer lineup this year, summer in the in the states. Yeah. Okay. And I think they're probably trying to get into summer next year. Um, they're probably just making an early decision with right. the way based based on you know the way cinema is at the moment, and then well, hoping that that time next year it'll be back to normal. Let's hope but, it hasn't aged. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, they may not. Have, they might have had some stuff to do as well, so that could potentially you know put it back automatically right. because they've still got it. You know, thinking that they might be able to get it done by the end of Christmas, by Christmas, and then maybe not being able to get it done with. COVID still being a, an issue. Hmm. So that could be a possibility as well. I'm okay. not, yeah, I'm not exactly sure why they've. Oh, well. So um, 34 years, 35, we were expecting it 34 years later. We're going to expect it 35 years 35 later instead, years. but that's okay. We can, we can patiently wait. And in the meantime, we can talk about two of the actors um, who were essentially the protagonists. Um, they didn't, maybe didn't start the film in those roles um they traded off but um you know where Iceman was or Val Kilmer's Iceman was a bit of a an antagonist in a way to uh to Maverick's protagonist if you like but then if you looked at Maverick you kind of you know you didn't necessarily sync with him or or like him at the start because he was a bit brash and and up himself Mm. but then you got to got to like him and and um eventually of course him and and uh Iceman became Yeah, they kind of have a little nod at the end and Yeah, uh, yeah. So of acceptance. And acceptance so, and a respect for each other. So yeah. So that's who we're gonna talk about today is Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise. So we're gonna get to our favorite five. 
drum roll favorite five should we start with who should we start with Val Kilmer or Tom, yeah. or Tom Cruise we'll start Tom Cruise we'll start with Tom Cruise yeah let's start with Tom all right Cruise. we're gonna we're gonna start with the primary actor then probably. um <laughs> or do you want to lead up that's to cool the... no no that's cool let's do it let's go Tom Cruise so we're gonna start with Tom Cruise so um Luke will start with his favorite or number five and I'm excited to hear this I wonder how many crossovers we'll have if, if any <laughs> well, let's do well, it my number five, believe it or not, is actually Top Gun. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, so I've put that, that in the number five position. For all the reasons we've just talked about, the nostalgia mm. for me, it's, um, it. I guess, you know, he became, I guess, Risky Business kind of shot him to fame, but then yep. Top Gun kind of cemented him as a, action a Hollywood star, action yeah, hero. Definitely yeah, definitely, a superstar. And, yeah. Yep. And um, and then you know just went he went up from there. So I watched it again not too long ago, and um, I still enjoyed. Yeah, Sodom and We were oh, yeah, did you? maybe three or four months ago. I think watched I watched it, it with Linda. Yeah, probably similar actually, yeah, right. maybe six months ago. But yeah, still really enjoyed it. The, like you said, the soundtrack still brings back all that nostalgia. It's mm. yeah, a good movie. It's got a good story between the two, the two leads. You know, kind of they hate each other at first and then you yeah. know become um accepting of each other at the end there's a, it's got a lot in it you know there's a lot that happens because it's it tells the story of you know this young pilot who's like he's really cocky at the beginning of the movie and really kind of you know thinks a lot of himself <laughs> but um but then he goes through a tra- transition through the movie you know a lot of stuff happens and um and that makes him look at himself and think about who he is and yeah he has a lot of growth during the movie I think. yeah yeah it's, it's a really cool character arc um yeah. where he has to find some humility i mean his yeah. bestie passes away and that's that sent him into you know a bit of a spoiler no just kidding <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. you haven't seen it by now spoiler alert if you haven't seen top you know top gun by now come on um but like keep keep talking about it because i'm actually to be honest that's my top five that's my number five yeah. as well as top, as top gun um so so I'll, I'll jump in with my own thoughts as well so it's 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 uh it's a typical it, it has its cheesiness as yeah. you expect from an 80s action movie yes uh you know ott over the top um and which is also i mean i don't know it's it's a, i want to put a, it's, it's excusable like, i want to yeah. put a butt on it it's over the top um it fits it works you though. know a big butt and i like big yeah. butts and i can't deny but this <laughs> what i mean is that with the over the top it's not this it's not the stupid inane yeah. um asinine over the top stuff that you see in and oh, i know i would get crucified if i say the names of certain films <laughs> but um that take it too far. I'll, I'll say one that I might like a triple X sort of style, right? You might love that sort of over the top stuff, but you know, you watch those films and, the and they get that? more and more over the top <laughs> and ridiculous where you're just like, okay, that's just, you know, but, but this is over the top, but still believable and yeah. still, you know, approachable. And, and it's got that eighties charm to it. Like it has got know? that eighties um, charm. Um, it's, it's, yeah. it's a bromance. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely a bromance action film. And, Again, Tony Scott, who we already introduced, we already started talking about earlier when we, um, you know, we're introducing Top Gun because we're introducing Maverick. Um, Tony Scott, R.I.P. He is a he was a he was a really good director and a director of other, you know, top action films like Beverly Hills Cop uh, Two. He did two. Um, That's right. What else? Yeah. The Last Boy Scout, um, True Romance, Crimson Tide. 
Enemy of the State, Man on Fire. So he's you know he's got Some a great, he's got a great catalog. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, one of his last was Unstoppable, I think. Uh, you know that? Oh um, yeah, with the, uh, Denzel the and um, yeah, with Denzel. Oh, what's his name? Was yeah. it Ryan Reynolds or no? Ryan? It was uh, who was it? Steve Trevor. <laughs> oh, it was Chris, Chris Pine. Pine. Chris Pine. Chris yeah, Pine. yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, so so he's got some good movies. He's, but, he's, he's yeah. really good movies, and it's such a such a shame that he felt the need to take his own life. Two thousand twelve, it was by the way. Two thousand twelve, yeah, yeah, I thought it was between ten and twelve. Yeah, so two thousand twelve, he he jumped from a bridge, and um, which because yeah, he was True Romance. Did you say that? True Romance, true yeah, romance yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Man on Fire, I gotta say, Man on Fire is one of my favorite Denzel movies. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he must have had a bit of a thing with Denzel actually, because yeah. Man on Fire is He's got a few Man on Fire and Unstoppable. Yeah, um, but but you know it's, it's a it's a magical film. Um, really, it's it's there's some great camaraderie. It's it's really like I said, it's a bromance, but it's not a um, so it is a, a a boy type movie if you like, but it's mm. not a misogynistic style. Yeah. One, you know, Kelly McGillis held her own. She was a tough woman who was never um, suppressed by um, Cruz's character or any, anybody else's character. Yeah. Uh, she was a fierce, you know, standalone. Uh, yeah, so while it was masculine and, and tough, it was also sensitive and, yeah. and, and approachable. And, and yeah, that's, that's why I love Top Gun. It also solidified, like you said, Tom Cruise's ability to magnetize yeah um an audience to the screen yeah you know so y- you realize I, you can watch this guy i yeah. can watch this guy in anything and i think it just kind of shows his range through the movie because mm. like we talk about it's got you know the action it's got like he's you know um <clears throat> at the beginning he's kind of cocky and and a bit um um maybe a bit chauvinistic but then he yeah. goes through a transition you know and you 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 see him through a range of emotions. Yeah, where you see his sensitive side. And, yeah, mm. where you know his friend dies and he's upset and um, and then he's forced to you know he gets scared when he goes back in the plane basically and mm. you know all these different things that you see him go through and you kind of follow him through that journey um, and I think they did did that really well. Yeah, and so um, you know hats off to Tom Cruise. Um, for the part that he played in that film and bringing it to life, bringing Tony Scott's vision to life. Um, hats off to uh, Tony Scott as well. And again, mm. may you rest in power, Tony. Anything more to say on Top Gun? I mean, we already That's talked about it at the start, we, yeah. didn't we? Um, Kelly McGillis was great. Again, there's yeah. quite a few actors in there that actually surprised me when I went back to revisit it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Meg Ryan was in it. That's right. Yeah. I'll have what she's having. Yeah, and Goose, old... Um, ah, I just said his name Anthony. Um, yeah. Most recently... I just said it before. <laughs> yeah. Most recently I've seen him on... Um, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Most recently he's been on um, uh, Keith Sutherland's uh, president show. What is it? The uh, oh, Designated yeah. Survivor. Designated Survivor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's excellent on that. And I, yeah, gonna, I almost forgot that he was Goose when I'm watching it. He I looks know. totally different, yeah. Because he, he looks quite... Yeah, he looks different now. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you age. Um, <laughs> although Tom Cruise is what... There are some actors that don't, though. No, like, yeah. They, you just... You know Tom Yeah, he Cruise. looks pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's obviously got the, the wrinkles and a few extra he wrinkles like in there, a, but... Um, but he's, Actually, when you watch the original, you kind of think he looks more like a boy compared to what he... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, but and he's he's keeping a good figure imagine. and all that sort of stuff and working out. So I can't believe um, he's fifty eight. Like the real yeah, I know, right? Damn, bearing down on sixty. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's uh, anyway. goals, goals, <laughs> goals. Yep. 
Um, do your own stunts. That's the moral of the story. Do your own stunts. That's it. Okay, so that was both of our number five Top Gun. Indeed. So let us know what your number five would have been um, on our on our Facebook page. What is your number four, Luke? <clears throat> my number four. My number four is Minority Report. You're right. Yeah. A bit tongue tied here. Yeah. No, you're good. Um, so I like, I guess, the story. Uh, when I first, when I first watched the movie, um, it just had me, you know, like it's a crime story, but from a different, like it's a futuristic crime story. Mm. So, um, you know, had these different ideas with the precogs and, you know, telling them, well, I guess, helping them find crimes before they happen. Yep. and arresting people before they happen so it already brings in like this kind of moral thing about um mm. you know i think they're right at the beginning of the movie they arrest a guy who's about to kill his wife and partner and you know but he's like but i haven't done anything mm. <laughs> and they're like well you i think they say like you're under arrest for the pre-murder of or something like that because he was about to commit this crime um, and and murder these two people look at me Positive for Howard Marks. Mr. Marks. By mandate of the District of Columbia Pre-Crime Division, I'm placing you under arrest for the future murder of Sarah Marks and Donald Dubin that was take place today, April 22nd, at 0800 hours, four minutes. No, I didn't do anything. Sarah! Give the man his hand. Oh, God. Don't put that halo on me! Sarah! Put your hand on your head. Help me! Why was it with the pre-crime trauma response unit. I want you to sit here a minute and listen to me. Your husband is being arrested by officers from pre-crime. Oh, God, Howard, no. Um, so there's already kind of this this moral issue. And then going through the story, it's got um, like a big twist, I guess, mm-hmm. about, you know, I don't know, do we spoil spoilers? <laughs> Spoiler yeah, alert. that's fine. Yeah, people should have seen it by now. <laughs> um, minority Report, so... You know, there's this big story about how how they uh, got the precogs, and then you know there was this murder that happened that they were basically trying to cover up, which I, th- I think was related to one of the pre or was related to the precogs. Yep. Um, it was some someone related to them was murdered, and then they covered it up by making it look like another murder, and so it was all the stuff, and um, you find out at the end, you know, who did it, and it's a bit of a surprise and yeah um but just the the whole thing of it being turned on tom cruise's character where he's accused of it and then accused of this he's accused of a murder isn't he and then you know they're chasing him while he's trying to figure out what actually happened and yeah and then it all unravels at the end but um yeah so it's just got this great kind of tension and uh just yeah a really enjoyable movie full of like action lots of action sequences and just non-stop from the oh, it was super kinetic and um yeah. and 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 intense, yeah. um you know and and forceful, yeah, stunning um the visuals. I mean, this is a this is probably my favorite Philip K. Dick adaptation. Um, maybe hand in hand with Blade Runner, and yep. you know, but but I think the directors and um you know and Tom Cruise himself were able to take. Our short story was essentially a short story and turn it into you know and and lengthen it out into something that was really quite a valuable watch um you know it's hard yeah. to do with short stories short stories yeah and <clears throat> i guess kind of stick to it but 
like giving it enough meat to make it yeah. a really interesting yeah um and I mean, story I, I mean big ups to philip k dick as an author you know his stories are the type that you can i guess um give some expansion to um because they're just so i, I guess imaginative um and if you can visualize it you know there's there are great worlds that you can build around his stories between the 50s and the 80s he wrote an astonishing 41 novels and about 120 short stories but like so many literary geniuses before him philip k dick passed away in relative obscurity missing the ways in which his work revolutionized science fiction literature and cinema blade runner was the first movie to come out of one of his books it would be almost 10 years until total recall being very loud there son <laughs> shit um but it was very it was very um in regards to the direction you could see it was just very well directed very confidently directed and very confidently acted yeah um you know He, and knew what it wanted to be yeah yeah right and a lot of science fiction movies especially don't. high concept ones don't yeah uh you know and you're just kind of not sure where its footing is and yeah. this one you just you just knew where it stood yeah I, yeah you you're dead right i think you know because being a sci-fi movie it's got that it's a it's a sci-fi movie mm. but it did it had a really strong story mm. and it knew exactly where it was going with yeah. it and um which makes it really exciting to watch because um you know it's futuristic but at the same time it's got this really um tight story that that you're following with and mm. uh, yeah really enjoyable watch Colin Farrell I forgot he was in it Colin Farrell was in it yeah yeah, yeah. so that would have been in his early days yeah he um, ends up he's the guy that's hunting Tom Cruise's character mm. yeah yeah so yeah so he was cool so no I really like Minority Report so I'm glad you brought that into the mix because that is not one of mine mm. um, but any more to say on that another like Max von um, uh, Sydow how um, you say his name Peter Stormare <laughs> Uh, he was really Storm, good. Yeah. His storm, as I say, he was really good. Yeah. Um, I think we oh, talked yeah. about him before That's in a right. previous was... episode, uh, and I usually like everything he does. I, I think I was talking about. I didn't like him in um, Constantine. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't like him right. as a devil. I don't think it worked, but um, he worked in this movie. He was great too. So the he whole was... movie was great. But Tom Cruise. He was on the operated def- on him. Changed yeah. his eyes. Yeah. 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 So uh, Tom Cruise, excellent. Um, killed it. Nailed it again. Yeah. as he does and again he is the type of actor and this again proved that that can um because there's a lot going on in minority minority There report is, yeah. so he has to play it, it careful so he doesn't he can't dominate the screen but he can't also bleed into the background so he has to sort of he really has to be measured in his performance yeah. um and he he nailed that he he, he kicked that goal yeah, i think definitely yeah Um so that was your number four. Dang. So what is my number four? <laughs> um all right. So my number four is four. Okay. So this was this was tricky. I wasn't sure I wasn't sure what to do. Okay. So I ended up going with um I ended up going with I believe it was his first, but someone can correct me if they're wrong, but his first bad guy role um in Collateral. I got five stops to make. What's your name? Max. Max. I'm Vincent. I'll meet you in the alley behind the building. Oh no! What the hell? You killed him. Red light, Max. Hold on, hold on. Man, you were gonna drive me around tonight and never be the wiser, but we're in the plan B. 
Now we gotta make the best of it. Improvise, adapt to the environment. Whatever, man, we gotta roll with it. You just met him once and you kill him like that? But I should only kill people after I get to know them? I'm not up for this. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? And was it his first bad guy role? I'm not sure. I'm tr- I think it was. I think it probably was. Because I, I, I don't know you, if he uh, ever really played the bad guy. Well, I mean, it, uh, it depends if you include Interview with a Vampire, I guess. But oh. um, I don't really. Yeah. That's more of a anti-hero as vampires yeah. are. So yeah. it's a um, bit... we may or may not talk about that later, so I better shut up. But Collateral, well, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, this this was his, his real only true purposely purpose-built villainous character yeah you know it was his his you know balls out villainous character and um <laughs> it was it was just a, a a fast and furious and and pulsating film ably supported by yeah. jamie, jamie Fox, Fox. um who i think that was one his one of his breakout roles he'd done some yeah He'd done more comedies before. He'd done that. more comedies yeah. before, and um, it was directed by Michael Mann, who also directed fantastic movies like yeah. Well, my, Miami Vice is such an underrated movie. Yeah, you like? Oh my gosh, yes, that is a killer movie. It, it's a shame it is criminally underrated. Yeah, I yeah, totally agree. He, he, and so, I think if you like, if you really like Collateral. Yep. you'll like Miami Vice. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. I Actually, all of his of films have that sort of that s- sort of stylized thriller feel. It's, it's yeah, hyper-stylized, yeah. and that's Michael Mann's sort of um, signature. Uh, heat, um, Public Enemies, oh, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. As well as crime dramas, he's done uh, Last of Mohicans um, was his. Um, so... That's right. He did, the inside he did Last of the Mohicans. Yeah, yeah. Right, it was actually a, um, a bit of trivia on Michael Mann. So he was the first to bring Hannibal Lecter to the screen um, in the TV uh, show Manhunter. Oh, the, really? Eighties, yes. So, wow. um, so he's credited with with that. Hannibal Lecter then became more uh, well known, of course. Um, Sounds later nice. on with Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Uh, so, so he had a great director behind it. Tom Cruise just absolutely nailed the bad guy uh, again you didn't it was an out of the box choice for yeah. a bad guy so it was a, a really it really added credibility to his resume that he could do that that he could yeah. be so so vicious and so blunt um, you yeah. know as, as a bad guy and a no holds barred he's a no holds barred action hero he's yeah. been that but to be such a, a vicious villain um, as this guy was and, and so cool coolly chaotic is that a good description yeah like i um you you like him mm. as like you like his i liked his character yeah yeah yeah. and uh, um yeah i think i know in in a way like he's yeah he's not he's not a good guy he's not a good guy at all <laughs> at all but for some reason you like him because it's tom cruise yeah, he, he can't he eat makes Tom Cruise unless like he's jumping him. on the couch. But <laughs> apart from that, you know. But he just he just nails it. Yeah, that man. part is he plays it so well. You know, from the beginning, it's actually Jason Statham's right at the beginning, and this short cameo where he he does the bag drop at the beginning that Tom Cruise right, picks up. Right, that's right. Yeah. When they like for two yeah, seconds, that's coming back to me. Yeah, when it's they really pass, short. Yeah, 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 yeah. super short. Oh. And he's actually the one that drops the bag, and then Tom Cruise picks it up, and you just introduced to this character straight away, mm. like just you know he's cool 
he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. He's come to do this job, and yeah, um, a very cool character. So, um, the character they played, of course, I didn't say his name, but it was uh, Vincent. Um, and he pulls off the uh, the gray hair in the mm. in the movie. Yeah, it's first because I, I think he wore he had to wear a wig or something for it. Right. Yeah. And it's fun. And yeah, that's right. And and what you're saying there about kind of liking him and cheering for him, while at the same time, so so this is a credit again to Michael Mann's directing that you're able to sit there as a as an audience member, watch this film, be cheering for Tom Cruise. But also be maybe you. There's a struggle. There's an internal struggle as an audience member where you are just also looking at Jamie Foxx's character and yeah. and worrying about the danger that he is in. Yep. Um, because of how potent. Um, you yeah. Know, the, the <laughs> and worrying about the decisions that he's ma- that the, he makes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because um, you don't want him to get killed. But then, yeah. Yeah. So I think this is one of. Um, one of Tom Cruise's best films. Um, I think yeah. it's one of Michael Mann's best films. And so, uh, you know, Jamie Foxx, again, um, highly credible in that role. And it sort of started to showcase what Jamie Foxx could do as well. Yeah. And he's yeah. gone on, he's an incredible actor as well. So, you know, pulling all of those elements together, I think uh, that's the reason that I think, and it's also, it's a very enjoyable watch, um, even though it's, it's dark and gritty. Um, it's very grimy. Uh, yeah. But it's still, you know, so it shouldn't, feel like it's rewatchable but it is rewatchable and um, that that's yeah. that's a good point yeah because yeah. it's not the kind of movie usually that would be a rewatchable movie yeah it's, it's a but, one-time watch usually if, if you if i spelled it out for you what it's all yeah. about and how it looks and how it's played out you'd yeah. go like i'll watch that once but yeah, yeah it's it's definitely rewatchable. i've seen it a few times definitely yeah right and and i think you know a lot of credit to because we're talking about tom cruise his again just his his on-screen magnetism yeah and it's interesting too that like you know he's he's the one on the cover you mm. know it's really a tom cruise movie he's the first one you see mm. before you introduce to, to jamie fox's character yeah but you know but he's the bad guy yeah and they do kind of shift towards jamie fox but it is really focused on you know this bad guy mm. is pretty much you know you've got the two lead roles right there and there's not i mean there is other people in it but the focus of them, the whole movie is just Close on, to on them too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, huh. It's uh, cinematography as well. Like you're saying with, you know, the way he films it and that kind of gritty, grimy kind of mm. look. Just, yeah, it's beautifully done. Yeah. And uh, Miami Vice is the same, I think. Yeah, With yeah, that definitely. kind of similar cin- cinematography. Yeah, I'm, I've got... It's just got the certain feeling about it when you watch it, I don't know. Yeah, bringing um, up Miami Vice, I've just suddenly got the urge to watch it again. Yeah, me too. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it on the big screen, which was yeah. pretty cool. And I couldn't believe that it didn't do as well as it did. I, yeah. I, I don't know if... Um, <clears throat> Michael Mann actually, I believe, and I better confirm this, but uh, I'm pretty sure he did a few episodes of Miami Vice. I think he originally... Um, yeah, I think he was. I know he did some Hawaii Five O and, and some other ones around that time as well. He did, yeah, um, stepped in as a as a guest director for for a few. Yeah, I th- yeah, he was a writer. Mm. For he was a writer for it. Yeah. That's right. Okay, cool. All right, what's your yeah. number three? All right, number three. My number three. You might, uh, I don't know. Anyway, it's uh, <laughs> my number three is Edge of Tomorrow. What I am about to tell you sounds crazy. But you have to listen to me. Your very lives depend on it. This is not 
You see, this isn't the first time. Now, we've had this conversation. What day is it? Judgment Day. You just came in with the fresh recruits. This is not the end. The invasion will fail, along with every soldier you are sending. We lose this is not everything. The end. Come find me when you wake up. Okay, yeah. cool. Again, like it's got this futuristic thing, but and it's kind of a like a I guess a Groundhog Day type thing, mm. but the way they do it, the way they filmed it, the way you know they have these kind of two main characters, Emily, Bl- Emily Blunt, Emily Blunt, and um, and Tom Cruise. Mm. She was pregnant when she filmed that. Was she really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's quite a physical. I know. Role I know. Too. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say she's in her early stages, considering she showed off a few yeah. abs and stuff. So yeah. she had to. You know. Um. But yeah, it's um. I think you know to have that kind of movie, but in an, in an action setting, I know it was just it was done really well. It's a really exciting movie to watch, um, and you don't get you know with some of those kind of groundhog type movies um, where they keep repeating stuff, you get a little bit tired of seeing the same thing over again. But yeah. I, I didn't at all get tired with this one, okay. with the amount of stuff that changes and just yeah, it's just yeah. Um, I'm gonna back you on that one. I've got that on my list too. <laughs> Um, I actually hadn't ordered that one yet. Um, I've I've got two that I've um, I was like, oh mm, uh, yeah, I put it. Where do I put it? <laughs> and so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it forward just so we can continue. Otherwise, it'll be a there'll be a gap in our. Discussion I thought it might it. be further down your list. Yeah, that's well, why I was a little bit like because well, I know you like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are, what what are we up to? Three, three. Yeah, yeah three. So. You know what? I'll, I'll bleed it into this because otherwise, yeah, it'll just be choppy. So, yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, the characters were excellent. Um, yeah. Like Emily Blunt, of course. She's one of my favorite actresses. She's the one that my wife knows I have a celebrity crush on. Um, <laughs> Bill Paxton. Um, yeah. He's always he's always plays a good Solid. part no matter what he does. Brennan Gleeson was yeah, great. Good too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and who else? The Aussie actor Noah Taylor. Who often gets confused for Ben Mendelsohn? Oh, yeah, They're yeah. not the same person. Yeah. Just in case you're wondering, um, <laughs> Noah Taylor. But you know, it's an ep- it's an epic film. It really is. Uh, like e- epic it gets thrown around yeah. around you know too casually these days. But it, it definitely is because it, it just got this. Um, and epic usually applies it's got to a maybe grand period pieces scale. and stuff. But there's yeah. a grand, uh, even though it's futuristic, it's, it's it's on a grand scale. It's a it's like big mm. set movie that jumps from location to location. Um, big sort of beach scene um, battles and yeah. and uh, you know dropping from the air and oh my gosh so it just all just compounds to be just a ferocious action movie breathtaking action scenes, breathtaking, yeah. breathtaking action scenes and and the thing I like about Tom Cruise is I think I I don't know if there's a movie where he has a grander character arc than in Edge of Tomorrow. Mm. Uh, there are some other movies and there's another one coming up that I'm going to discuss where he has a decent <laughs> character arc I mean he's got a few and we've already discussed yeah. Top Gun where he has a, a good character arc but this one he was 
he was full of bravado because he wore a uniform and he had a title so he had status right but just because he had that status when it was really put to the test it was realized that that status and that uh and that bravado it was pseudo bravado it was faux bravado it wasn't real bravery it wasn't he wasn't really courageous he Mm. was actually quite um uh, pathetic in a way in, in regards to how much courage he did have um, and so he was just a spokesman for the army, um, for the yeah, military. Yeah. And uh, so he looked the part, he, he, he talked the talk, but then when it came down to it, he couldn't walk the walk. When he was put to the test, he couldn't walk the walk. And so it shows us, and there was a, there was a moment there actually that really nailed it for me and when I realized um, how well he was acting. And it, it was just the smallest moment. It was when he was talking to Brendan Gleeson's character I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. and But what happened was that there was just a moment where he kind of flinched. It, it was so minute and so tiny, right? But he, he flinched when something, I don't know, there was a noise or something like that. But it, it wasn't a great capture. It wasn't, mm. the, the camera wasn't focused on him. Yeah. But it showed that he was willing, he was obviously, he'd put himself in a very vulnerable position as an actor and he was acting as vulnerable as he could while pretending that he was strong. Yeah, right? yeah. And 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 it was you could only see it when you looked closely. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm. But you could see it and then of course when he was put to the test, he kind of fell apart. Yeah. Um, and he tried to escape and so on and so on and we don't care about just guys there's going to be spoilers. So if you haven't seen Edge of Tomorrow, <laughs> too bad. Um but he he then he just is becomes this but but even okay so he does end up becoming a warrior right mm. and that's because he keeps repeating the day over and it's the only way he can escape is if he actually does like just get him, throw himself all in yeah but even then even at the height of his abilities you still see vulnerable moments so it's not mm. like it's totally washed out of his system there's still yeah. those these little you know scared moments and it shows his human side yeah yeah as I say, yeah, like you feel a real emotional, like it, it goes through a lot of things, but there's a real emotional tie to the characters and mm. there's, I guess, through that vulnerability and then between him and Emily Blunt as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, the, you know, and the director was did well at figuring out where to sort of break Emily Blunt down too because she was a fierce warrior yeah, yeah. Um, and she had this image. So it was almost the flip, so the reverse, yeah. where she was a powerful warrior, but yeah. she by the end you could tell that she was also she was perhaps suffering from a bit of a um what do you call it the imposter syndrome Mm. um you could there were moments there where you could tell she was suffering from that yeah because she realized she had only gained her status because of a you know because of fate really because Mm. she'd been um injected with um that serum if you like if you want to call it that um you know where, where her days repeated as well and then she was able to figure things out and that's mm. tom cruise was now doing uh so and tom cruise i think he showcased himself as a phenomenal actor in that movie you, you could not i, I don't yeah. know if you could watch that movie and say oh i, I know he couldn't say that guy is just one of the most incredible actors on the planet yeah, after yeah. watching that talking about this one too what makes me want to watch it again it's been a while since I've oh, seen it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it a few times. Yeah, um, yeah it's one of my. It's actually it's one of my favorite uh, action films of all time. Yeah, watched it a couple times with Maria, and I've watched a couple. I watched it on the big screen, and uh, mm. yeah, I think I watched it on the big screen once. Watched it probably about five or six times. I've seen it. It's, it's wow. It's, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I think um, 
to, to close off talking about Edge of Tomorrow, it, it came out of nowhere almost at, at the theaters too. Yeah. And it kind of just, oh, where did this film come from? It was almost yeah. like there was no, I didn't feel that there was any great promotion for it. No, I can't remember. I can't remember there being much. There wasn't. And there's there was also a problem. All of a sudden there were these posters and Sony, you're like, oh, was there. Don't repeat. Yeah, what? exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that was the other problem is that they couldn't get but they probably couldn't get the marketing right because they couldn't get the title right yeah it was live die repeat and it was edge of tomorrow which yeah. one was it and it depended where it was even when you look it up now it says live die repeat colon edge of tomorrow yeah in yeah, some, yeah in some places yeah so <laughs> so the the marketing couldn't get it right and i think that was part of the problem why it actually didn't do so as well at the at the box office as it could yeah. have um so it didn't do great at the box office a lot of people didn't even know it was on the cinemas but it's since gained a, a strong following. I guess you could call it a cult following since, you know, usually mm. if it's past its, it's prime. I was going to say that it's actually kind of got a bit of a cult following. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For uh, such a blockbuster movie, that. normally blockbusters don't have that. And it's not that old, but it, considering... It's not, it's not that... No, to have like a kind of a cult status almost, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does, and that's because, it again, it just passed through the theatres, you know, without many people glancing yeah. at it. Yeah. And it was discovered after the fact, and that's yeah. why it's it's gained that cult status but yeah again um cruise brilliant you know from coward to hero top marks for cruise on that one so that was we'll both claim that as our number three yep that's cool so uh let's go to number two number two Uh (laughs) it's gonna be uh deja vu it's uh okay 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 it's collateral my number two is collateral so I, oh wait wait yeah sorry sorry um i thought i thought you were gonna say something else um, uh, <laughs> or Crow, he wasn't in deja vu duh. no yeah <laughs> yeah sorry forgot that was another title yeah <laughs> I'm like, a oh. good denzel movie yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to be dumb you I'm haven't like, seen deja vu, seen deja vu? <laughs> yeah no that's a denzel that's another michael mann movie but no. Um, yeah no, no. okay oh, yeah, so yeah. collateral okay cool so collateral so yeah so what um, can you add to our discussion on collateral Oh, we probably said it all before, but mm. um, I love Collateral. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I've seen it a number of times. And I think like you said before, it's not the type of movie on paper it shouldn't be rewatchable. I've I've seen it a number of times because not only is it, you know, brilliant performances. I think brilliant performances from both Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is out of left field because you're just not expecting him to play a bad guy. And he does it so well it's Mm. a seamless performance um and you know he plays this hitman and it's totally believable which you wouldn't expect from someone who spent their career being the good guy and then jamie fox also you know in a kind of a different kind of role for him is playing this guy who doesn't really know what he wants to do with his life Mm. and you know is forced into this position where he has to make decisions you know, when he's the type of guy that kind of puts off making decisions, he yeah. kind of puts off um, taking the big step to do things. Like, yeah, yeah. I think the character development for for him is really good for Jamie Foxx's character. It's not really character development for Tom Cruise, but his character is is presented and introduced to you, and mm. you know exactly who he is. And, but his, his character and was the for. reason for Jamie Foxx's character development. Yes, so, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He co- Which is, it was like a coercion of yeah you know of, yeah you know you, and so change you better become something yeah yeah and like you know in part of the movie he's almost coaching him yeah. like you know <laughs> yeah right yeah if you want to you know because he wants to create this business but he's mm. just stuck being a 
Cabra, I think when he introduces um, himself to Tom Cruise, he kind of explains, you know, because he kind of says to everyone, I'm just doing this for now mm. to, um, you know, until I get my business up and running. And then Tom Cruise asks him, how long have you been doing it for? And he's like, um, he's been doing it for like, I, don't, I can't remember how long it is, but like 10 years or something. He's been right, doing right. it for, for, you know, for ages. Yeah. And it's like, and Tom Cruise is like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, okay. <laughs> Um, so I think he learns a lot about his character and then, you know, and, and like you said, he kind of coerces him into, into making these decisions, decisions and, you know, tells him that he has to, um, if he wants something, you know, he has to go and do it. Because for a little, for a little bit there, you kind of almost think of them as buddies, you know, the way they're working together and getting along and, you know, he's kind of encouraging him and then, uh, but yeah, not the case. <laughs> Um, so yeah and a great ending I think as well um, to the movie Mm. maybe I won't say what happens at the end but if you haven't seen Collateral um, I think you know it's uh, his Jamie Foxx's character kind of comes full circle right and um, and also in a way Tom Cruise's character does and you know he tells a story during the the, during the movie and then it relates to the end without giving too much away and um, it's just like, yeah, it's kind of, they both kind of, I don't know, come around and have totally affected each other's lives yeah. in a certain way. And yeah, a, a really good soundtrack too. All right. So that's two for, for, um, for Collateral. <laughs> so Collateral just got um, a double. A double. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this was, a, this was a tricky one, but I'm going to go with... So I went through um, a stage in my sort of teen to young adult years, which was a vampire stage. Um, um, where you became a vampire? Where I became a vampire, yes. I was, I was, I was bitten um, by a rabid uh, um, bat. fruit bat and um, I started hallucinating, um, believing that I was actually a vampire. I started going around, you know, biting people. Uh, um, I'm not sure if it worked because I never saw those people again. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, and I'm still alive. So, hey, and I've, I've had a few car accidents. Nothing can kill me. So, hey, here we go. Knock on wood. I think I might Proof. be a vampire. Proof. <laughs> um, but I am going to go with, yes, interview with a vampire. And this was, uh, this was, uh, you know, um, a real... Again, I like when Tom Cruise has sort of decides to be a bit what's it, brave with his choices yeah. of, of film roles. And this was quite a brave one. And in fact, I don't think he was actually wanted for the role initially. No, the... Uh, was it the writer? The, Anne Rice, yep. Yeah, she didn't, I think she, didn't she did not want him to play that yeah. character. Yep. Like, yep. quite vocally. Mm-hmm. But then she, I think she recanted it after... Um, she after did. the movie came, yeah. after it was made, she, yeah, yeah. she said he did a really good job. Whining coward of a vampire who prowls the night killing rats and poodles. You could have finished us both. You condemn me to hell. I don't know any hell. <laughs> oh, that's more like it. Anger, fury. That's why I chose you. <laughs> But you can't kill me, Louis. (laughs) Feed on what you will. Rats, chickens, poodles. 
I'll leave you to it and watch you come around. But just remember, life without me would be even more unbearable. <laughs> yeah, so Anne Rice is, um, is, is known for her, well, her vampiric novels and, and other dark novels. Uh, I think the first novel I read of hers was um, the Jack the Ripper one. I'm trying to remember what it was called, but it was uh, basically who she believed um, Jack the Ripper was. But she wrote a great novel, An Interview with the Vampire, and I think a pretty excellent film was created, um, was was adapted from it. Mm. And Tom Cruise, I'm glad he was chosen because he he really played off well against Brad Pitt, uh, Brad Pitt you know, and, and, and Brad Pitt was excellent in it as well. Mm. These two pretty boys, um, <laughs> Brad Pitt, the prettier of the boys. It's pretty against. early for him too. Uh, it was it? pretty early for him. Yeah. But he, he, you know, this this foray into the supernatural just seemed uh, like an easy fit for him, even though it was an unexpected fit. Uh, you know, and he had the same sort of blowback initially from those that saw that his name was attached to the project, as you, we might have seen for people like, I don't know, when um, Edward, another vampire, was chosen oh, yeah. for Batman. and Robert um, Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, sorry. Um, just, to, just to keep on the vampire theme. Mm. Um, you know, was chosen for Batman and you get that sort of and so i think because yeah, this was based on a uh, novel by a, quite a popular author uh, you know there was a little bit of fan blowback from that they, they didn't really like the idea that he was tom like, cruise was jumping into it like but, jack but again was that I said like jack reacher like jack well <laughs> jack reacher again yeah like jack reacher um although i think he did a good role there yeah. uh, it's it just physically i don't think just doesn't match it, it didn't match the character good. physically yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so he couldn't that that was the only problem with Jack Reacher. Otherwise, you know, I got no problems with no. Jack Reacher. He actually played it really well. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't match the description. Sometimes it doesn't match the description at all. <laughs> yeah, but then I mean, but like Hugh Jackman doesn't match well, the description for Wolverine. Like true. when I was when I was a kid, and I thought, you know, and I first read um, Wolverine X Men comics, and I read about Wolverine. Yeah. I was like, oh, finally, a short superhero. I want to be Wolverine when I grow up, you know? And so I was thinking like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Like, I hope I can be now. I want to play the first Wolverine. And then Jack, when this tall guy comes in and steals the part from me. Yeah. Then they didn't even, they didn't even call me up for an interview or anything, but you know, for, for trial run or anything. So that's a bit disappointing. That's just, uh, what do you call it? It's, it's like tall washing. Tall washing. (laughs) Um, But, but 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 Tom Cruise, um, another shorty, uh, he played a great part. He played the stat really well, and I just think you know he just he just he just captured the sort of dark, um, sinister, lonely. You know, there's lots of things that you can throw into the mix of what a vampire's life, you know, and and the nature of vampirism, what it is, mm. uh, you know, and um, and he and he brought it all together and was able to package it really nicely. Yeah. Um, you know, the the sexiness of it as well and um, you know, the boldness of it, all the different things. And so you were able to really escape into his character when you when you saw him play um yeah. Lestat. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really value his performance in interview with the vampire and I thought it was a really good movie. And yeah. I chose that again because it was I think it was a brave move. Yeah, yeah. I think like like collateral, like it's not what you'd expect him to play and um mm. But he did an amazing job at it. 
He's not. He's not a scared actor. Like, and we know that physically, he's not. He does, you know, stunts. Yeah. He'll be hanging off buildings and, um, you know, all sorts of things and airplanes. And so we know that he's not. He's not scared when it comes to the physical challenges. Mm. And also, he's not scared when it comes to these emotional challenges as well. Yeah. And that's what yeah. you know. We saw it even even, like to throw another curveball out the Tropic Thunder. You know where you know he played <sighs> that. You know yeah. the, you didn't even know it was him. Yeah. Um, so, that was yeah, brilliant. So he, he's willing to really stretch and to himself. kind of make fun yeah. of himself as well. Yeah, yeah and to make know, fun, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Very self-effacing. Think, he's got no issue with that. No, um, he know, he knows he's a good-looking dude, but he doesn't play off that. He doesn't doesn't mind. Brad Pitt's yeah. the same too. I don't think Brad Pitt, you know, doesn't mind really like trashing yeah. himself and yeah. and throwing himself into the to the deep end of the um of the of the rubbish pit. Mm, mm. Cool. That's so that's my number two interview with um, a vampire. Christian Slater in that as well. A little bit of... I totally forgot, but yes. Yeah, um, yeah. And did you know... You probably do. Chris, Kristen, Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst, Dunst sorry, yeah. Yep. Now it's just escaped me, his name. <laughs> Originally, his character was um, supposed to be played by River Phoenix. Whose character? Christian Slater's. Oh, right. Yeah, but then... And they were good friends. I guess friends. it was circa that time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah and yeah. so yeah. Um, they were good friends and they asked... Oh, I think they asked Christian Slater to do it. And at first he was reluctant because, mm. you know, because River Phoenix was a, a good friend of his and, right, and right. he just died and stuff and uh, and he, like, big shoes to fill. And so, right. um, but yeah, but he agreed to it. And he plays, although a smaller part, he plays a really good part. It was a well. really good ensemble. Yeah. Um, really good ensemble. And um, I mean, even Kirsten Dunst. Uh, she plays a good a part too. That, back then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was young. Which which tells me how long. I mean, ninety four. one of her came out in ninety four. It would be well. She was a little girl in it. So yeah. one of my favorite vampire movies. Yeah, it's. I definitely rate it too. It's on my honorable mentions. Mm, okay, sure. cool. All right, what is your number one? Number one, Mission Impossible. All right. I'm, I'm kind of going with the Mission Impossible series. Franchise. Okay, cool. that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Maybe I'll go Ethan Ethan Hunt. <laughs> Ethan Hunt. Yes. Um, if I had to pick one, my favorite is probably Fallout, the latest one at the moment. If you ask me at the moment, <laughs> but I, I do. I, I, yeah. I love the Mission Impossible series. I I love all the movies. Um, I love the character. I, just you know from when we were first introduced to it just into the world of of the mission impossible yeah 96 yeah series and i think he does a great job at playing that character Mm. um who's always actually when we were talking about it before i was thinking minority report he it's kind of similar to the character he plays in as ethan hunt and i guess it's because he's always kind of running from something he's always right. on the run from something he, he's yeah. one of film's greatest runners yeah <laughs> cinema's greatest runners <laughs> he's got that run he's got a good run he's got a good run it looks you know? fast yeah 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 <laughs> he should have um you know he should have been the running coach for um flash on the justice league yeah that guy could not run <laughs> it was like you'd expect flash to be able to run but that guy was just like so yeah. awkward man yeah get tom Cruise next time Come on, guys. Um, Zack Snyder. Get Tom Cruise along to be the running coach for, for Flash, all right? 
Yeah. <laughs> but no, he is he is actually really, he's actually yeah, a really every, good runner. Every yeah. I think every every Mission Impossible movie there's a scene where he's sprinting mm. and yeah. Yeah. No, no, and, and he just looks good doing it. Yeah. That's sounds like a he trivial thing to say, and, but it, yeah. but in film, like yeah, yeah. you definitely need it. If you're going to have yeah. big running scenes, chase scenes. Yeah. Um, you know, you want it to to look the part and he does. Yeah. yeah. So he's very much an action man. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, but yeah, Mission Impossible, obviously, amazing stunts, which you know he does. Um, and I think, I think it's a thing with the Mission Impossible series. He's he tries to push the stunts to an, a new level each time. You know, a new movie comes out. Um, you know, from the first one, like the, the first one introduced us to the whole to the whole thing. So that one kind of holds a special place in yeah. my heart. But they have uh, the second one is is probably my least favorite. I feel like they went for a different feel with that movie. It feels different to the right. to the rest of the movies. Right. That was John Woo, wasn't it? The director there. This, yeah. 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 So it's a bit more of a stylized action yeah. movie. Yeah. And, and it played into it a bit too much. Yeah. You know. And yeah. they even went. I I feel like it was. I feel like number two was almost like they tried to cross kind of. James Bond with Ethan Ethan Hunt and yeah okay kind of mixed it a little bit um, and it didn't quite pull off. There's a few yeah. action s- sequences that are a bit unbelievable and <laughs> with the the bikes kind of you know, mm. um, but um, I thought you know number three because there was a little bit of a gap. Number three was really strong. I think reintroduction to the character kind of brought it back to the first movie, and then four, five, six have been really good movies um, mm. and the last one with him and henry cavill and fallout um fallout was fantastic just and incredible well yeah. well it, um i mean fallout was directed by um christopher mcquarrie who's become a bit of a he's like the um him and tom cruise are like the i guess the nolan to mccain <laughs> yep um where you know because he's done jack reacher he's done okay, um yeah. uh, he, uh, um uh, uh, uh we just talked about it, edge of tomorrow um, oh he did this yeah did tomorrow. okay yeah yep. um i believe he was a director um and what else he's done a few mission impossibles valkyrie um so yeah quite valkyrie a few is, is yeah so worth so, mentioning as well it is um so he's done quite a few of tom cruise's and he's doing maverick as well um okay yeah so oh. um i didn't realize he'd done that many of his yeah yeah and I'm just looking up now just to see like if there's any that I'm actually missing. But yeah, quite a few of the Mission Impossibles as well as Jack Reacher, um, both both of them. The Mummy, uh, he's got the next two Mission Impossibles. So there's two further Mission Impossibles slated. I'm excited. Um, seven for and eight, yeah. Um, <laughs> twenty one and twenty two. I mean, if they keep delivering the, the way they are, I'd. Well, they got the formula now. To go forever. Yeah. They've got the formula, and I mean, there's only so many save the world stories you can create. Yeah, if, if you keep those, what would come to watch is some really good action sequences. Yeah. Um, some pretty snappy and witty dialogue. Yeah. Uh, you know, and some great character interplay, and you put all of those together, and cinematography as well, and then the story becomes almost secondary to all of those lumped together. I mean, yeah, the story is important, but yeah. again, it's just, it's a story that a, that a 10 year old could make up, there's save the world, there's a bomb going to yeah. go off and you got to yeah. save the world from before the bomb goes off. That's, that's what Fallout was really, yeah. right? 
like that's not it's not very inventive not rocket science yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but then how they go about yes you know about it that's yep. that's the that's real the challenge that's yeah. the excitement <laughs> um yeah so I've, I've got high hopes for the next next ones that are coming out yeah. so yeah I, I do think ethan hunt has we talked um last time about um uh, about keanu reeves and his sort of iconic characters that are made for keanu and yeah and there's you know a couple there that are his most definitive roles neo and um john wick yep for tom cruise you'd have to say ethan hunt ethan hunt yeah yeah most definitely for sure and, and i guess i know it's a franchise and so i don't know if has he been in any other franchises or jack reacher but that um tom cruise see and he tried it with jack reacher you know they probably tried to start a franchise with him i think they probably did jack yeah. reacher, but it didn't quite work because it no. wasn't his he didn't fit into the skin yeah yeah um but he fits into the skin of Ethan Hunt. Definitely. You know, yeah. Yeah, so no, I'm, I'm down with that, man. That's a really good second choice. Oh, first choice. Sorry. Yeah. And I thought, like, introduction, uh, you know, Henry Cavill in this one was a good... He played a good... Uh, oh. <laughs> a good character. I don't know he if played it's, a really good yeah. character. <laughs> um, and... I, I guess because that's a fairly recent movie. Yeah, we don't yeah, want to give away too, too many much, spoilers yeah. there. But if you've seen it, um, then you know what we're talking about, but yeah, yeah. Henry Cavill was was great for yeah. sure. But yeah, good supporting cast. I I, I love the addition of Simon Pegg uh, to the to the cast. I think he just gives that level of comedy, and I think actually him and Tom Cruise have a really good character kind of, play. And that's what I was yeah. talking about. Yeah, 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 definitely. together. And and Ving Rams and yeah, you know. and the last yes, yeah, Ving Rams as well. Mm. But like in the last one when he's directing Tom Cruise, you know, he's running through that building. Actually, that's when he breaks his leg. Right. When he's running through that building and he's like, you know, giving him directions on the ear, on the earpiece. He's like, go left. And he, and Tom Cruise is in the middle of this building. He's like, left? Are you sure? Uh-huh. And he's kind of like, um, yeah, he's like, what are you waiting for? He's like, yeah, I'm yeah. about to jump out a window. And he's like, oh, sorry, I had it on 2D. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> go straight, go straight, straight, straight. Okay, that's all right. Right? Now? Yes, right. Are you sure? Yes, I'm... Oh, it's left. Turn left. Sorry, I had the screen lock on. And, um, you know, stuff like that. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just, I think they do that. They have, have that joke a couple of times, but it, mm. it works. And then, and then he does that, that just after that scene is where he runs and does that famous thing where he runs and jumps across the gap and breaks his ankle mm. and he gets up and keeps running. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the movie. Like it's, yeah, you can see where, where he broke his ankle. That says it all. That's what I'm saying. Like he's, he's like the, I guess the white American Jackie yeah. Chan. He finished, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead right, yeah. Like Good he finished too, the scene, and, and he's and obviously then... learned how to fight. Um, and he's taken on board, you know, whoever his fight coaches are, and in his yeah. films, he's taken it on board. He's a natural, um, yeah, yeah, fighter, and he's kept himself in shape. And so, yeah, for yeah. a nearly sixty-year-old, bloody hell, yeah. Good work, Pretty Tom impressive. Cruise. Yeah. Really impressive that he's still pulling off these Ethan Hunt stunts. Yeah, yeah, man. And and they're still planning. Like, I mean, he's going to be. I know, right? He's going to be. 59 and 
16 oh, no, when the next no. two come out. <laughs> and Daniel Craig was like, oh, I'm getting tired of James Bond. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Look at Tom Cruise, Daniel. Come on, come Daniel. On. <laughs> keep it going, man. We like you and James Bond. We want you to keep it going. Like, take some inspiration from Tommy. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so yeah, I concur. I, I almost... I, I think I knew you were going to have Mission Impossible on your yeah. list. And so I'm all, almost like trying to go like, okay, what won't Luke have? And But then I, I didn't want to be all dishonest. So that's why I had some in there that I knew you'd have anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I was kind of expecting that you wouldn't have, like I kind of predicted your list yeah. um, a little bit mixed up, but I kind of almost had it there. Almost had it pretty um, good. But in, I didn't have my number one in your list. And so that's one of the reasons I actually put it in there. Um, just for to show something different as well, and like I said, I like you know it when me too well. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> you well, know me too well. <laughs> um, I was going for the yeah the more action ones, and so this one is a drama, and uh, it is probably his most prominent drama, uh, and uh, probably the first drama that really uh, showcased his acting chops in a big way. Um, it's funny that Tom Cruise is actually. I'm holding everyone in suspense, um, <laughs> or, or one of you listening in suspense. But he, it, it is funny, you know, he's never won an Academy Award. We're talking about how great an actor he is, and he has is actually he not won. He's, not, he's had three nominations. Wow! But um, he has never, never won. Um, That's incredible. Yeah, uh, especially if someone is, you know. So, so he was nominated for Born on the Fourth of July, um, nominated for Jerry Maguire and Magnolia. I was going to say his first nomination was early on. It was Born on the Fourth of July. So Born on the Fourth of July, yeah. So I mean, I almost had that on my list, but so he's only just, had three. He's only had three nominations, yeah. Wow. And never won any of them. Yeah, that's crazy. So um, I mean, he's won a few other yeah, yeah. awards and um, uh, but it's but, the Oscar that you, yeah. but not the big Oscar, yeah. yeah. So um, uh, Critics Choice and MTV stuff, yeah. So this one, this one was, he did win an Academy Award as part of the, um, the film itself, because a film won, uh, (laughs) which an Academy Award and it was Rain Man. So Ah, the reason I chose Rain Man, um, I've, I've seen it maybe three times. I'm going to say, I saw it when it first came out and I was a young kid and I didn't really get it and I didn't really enjoy it all that much. It was, um, 88 well not not young young like you know um 12 or whatever but not really into it i wasn't really into it yeah. it was okay yeah. it ambled along and but i just was half paying attention and then when i revisited it when i was a little bit more mature i really enjoyed it and then when i watched it a third time it was uncomfortable and so the fact that i was able to sort of get all these different emotions mm. from it um and a realization of what actually what tom cruise's character was actually doing yeah so dustin hoffman won an oscar for his acting tom cruise in the least should have been nominated as well even as a supporting actor uh because again we talk about how well tom cruise does character arcs actually won quite a few oscars didn't it yeah um but nothing for tom Mm. and but tom really was yeah that character arc again it's it's hard to play sometimes it's hard to play the straight man um but but he did, and especially a straight man that shows some sort of that subtle growth, which he did as well. So you know, yeah. from someone that just thought, oh God, I gotta I gotta put up with this guy. Yeah, you know, my brother, I don't really want him, and okay, and so it's like a road tripping movie that becomes, uh, uh, I guess that sort of clashing that like those buddy road movies where it's two yeah 
you know, odd couple sort of movies. Yeah. Um, on a road trip, um, the sort of stuff that they create comedies out of. Yeah. But this was a drama. With, yeah, with yeah, its true. Witty, funny moments. I have to let you drive sometime. Raymond, Raymond, you never, never touch the steering wheel when I'm driving. Do you hear me? Yeah. Do you hear me? Of course, I don't have my underwear. What? I'm definitely not wearing my underwear. What are you talking about? I gave you a fresh pair of mine this morning. No, not my underwear. Where? I told you to go in the bathroom and put them on. Where are they? Of course, they're in the pocket of my jacket. Where? Here. These are, these, are, these, these are too tight. I don't want them back, right? These are not boxer shorts. Mine are boxer shorts. Well, what's the difference? These are Hanes 32. These are Hanes 32. My boxer shorts have my name and it says Rain. Well, all right, all right, all right. When we pass the store, we'll pick you up a pair of boxer course, shorts. I get my boxer shorts at Kmart in Cincinnati. We're not going back to Cincinnati, Race. Don't even start with that. 400 Oak Street. We're not going back to Cincinnati. You don't have to go to Cincinnati and pick up boxer shorts. That's yeah, Oak and Burnett in Cincinnati. What did I say, Ray? It's Kmart. What I, you hear me. I know you hear me. Yeah, my boxer shorts. You don't fool my... me with for a second. Yours are too tight. Ray, did you fucking hear what I said? Shut up! Yeah. Cincinnati's a long way off. When you're getting further away from Kmart. You don't have to go to Cincinnati to get a pair of underwear at Kmart. You have to go to Kmart, 400 Oak Street. What I tell you, Ray, we are not going to Cincinnati, I and that's fine. Get my boxer shorts at Kmart. Raymond, that is final. Did you hear me? I'm going to be short. Let's... Just to see Tom Cruise's performance, um, he, he was, he started off childish, I could say childish, yeah. you know, and that was the interesting part when I watched it as an adult, because Raymond, the uh, Raymond Babbitt Dustin Hoffman, was the one with autism, mm. and so he was the childlike character, Yeah. but Tom Cruise was a childish yeah. character in a way, right? Doesn't he, doesn't he complain about, or is he's talking about getting the rose bushes? But because uh, he gets all the money, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Dustin Hoffman gets the money, and then Tom Cruise's character is like, "But I get the rose bushes, right?" I hereby bequeath to my son Charles Sanford Babbitt that certain Buick convertible, the very car that unfortunately brought our relationship to an end. Also, outright title to my prize-winning hybrid rose bushes. May they remind him of the value of excellence and the possibility of perfection. As for my home and all other property, real and personal. These shall be placed in trust in accordance with the terms of that certain instrument executed concurrently herewith. What does that mean, the last part? What does that mean? It means that the estate, in excess of $3 million after expenses and taxes, will go into a trust fund for a beneficiary to be named in this document. Who, who is that? Who no, I'm afraid I can't tell you that. Who controls the money? You, you control the no, money? No, it's called a trustee. What is that? How does that work? How does that work? Forgive me, but there's nothing more I can say. Now, I'm sorry, son. I can see that you're disappointed. Disappointed? Why should I be disappointed? I got rose bushes, didn't I? 
I got a used car, didn't I? What's his name got? What'd you call him? The uh... beneficiary. Right, right, beneficiary. He got $3 million, but he didn't get the rose bushes. I got the rose bushes. I definitely got the rose bushes. Charles. I definitely got the rose bushes. I mean, those are rose bushes. There is no need to. To what? To be upset? To be upset? If there is a hell, sir, my father's in it, and he is looking up right now, and he is laughing his ass off. Sanford Babbitt, you want to be that guy's son for five minutes? Did you hear that letter? Were you listening? Yes, sir, I was. Were you? Um, so obviously he's, yeah, childish about the fact that he didn't get the money right. that his autistic brother did that he didn't even know about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and so, and so it shows that great sort of, um, it just shows him falling in love with his brother, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, becoming, a, and becoming a brother. Yeah. Going from stranger to a brother mm. um, and so I think it was a really great performance and not my favorite Tom Cruise movie yeah. but uh, when I'm just thinking about my top five and again I could juggle these and anyone would fall anywhere but uh, when I think about the acting performances um, in this movie you know in the most un-PC like way you know <clears throat> um, mentally anyway uh, it's, it's I don't know there's, it's kind of refreshing to see yeah. Dustin play that and then just to see is that what you meant by un- uncomfortable yeah. yeah well that that was part of it yeah that was part, it's uncomfortable because it's like it's like almost like um whitewashing or blackface to see yeah. dustin hoffman playing this sort of character playing, right yeah, an autistic character. um an autistic character and it's also uncomfortable to see the way he's treated but it's it's very comforting to see the way that um he is he he deals with the treatment mm and how tom cruise learns from that yeah um that interaction yeah and then how he eventually falls in love so it's just a great i love good character arcs yeah you know, give yeah. me a good character arc and, and you've sold me um you know and i take my hat off to you as an actor so because um, because you can write a, a character arc but you can't always play it out really yeah, well to be yeah. so that it's believable yeah but tom cruise being tom cruise he made it believable seems to be a theme in uh, our uh talking about this list yeah yeah well I'm, I'm sure tom cruise is probably very fussy when it comes to his picks choices of yeah. movies so he looks for those movies where he can so. develop as an actor and go like okay well i i don't want to be the same person i was at the start of at, but at the end of the movie i don't want to be the same person i was at the start of the movie yeah yeah i, I reckon he's got there's something to that yeah you know certain things he looks for yeah, yeah. there's certain things he must look for and, and um you know it's, it's either got to be a challenge or it's got to be a progressive yeah um character yeah yeah, yeah. now it's on <clears throat> i would like to watch it again i haven't seen it in a long mm. time and um to be honest don't remember it all that well yeah. it's, it's a really nice watch it's just one of those ones you can just relax to and just chill on the couch yeah. and watch it when you haven't got much to do yeah yeah but at the, at the same time it's not just a nothing watch it's not just popcorn it's yeah you're learning from the experience yeah 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 for sure thought-provoking definitely so yeah so there we go so i've ended with a movie that is uh is one that as one critic i read said makes you both um smile and cry simultaneously so that's my number one is rain man that concludes our list of tom cruise favorites don't worry i'll take care of this you never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. There's no tenderness like before in your fingertips. You're trying hard not to show it, baby. 